G'day, Simo and Ed again. We're, Hi there. We're back for another episode of all things carding and business. We are indeed, we are indeed. That's good, that's good. What are we going to talk about today, Ed? So, we've had a little conflap just before we press record on the video, and we're going to talk about how to construct the perfect offer for your cart track. Um, now, I think uh, we can fall into a trap here. So people will be thinking, well, the perfect offer, it must be something to do with marketing, and it's true. It does mean that uh, it works very well for marketing, but regardless of whether you're doing a special push or not, you do need some form of offer just sat there for people that just turn up ad hoc. So this isn't just about marketing. Mm. It's about the actual points uh, the sale is made and the sort of some of the considerations that you have to make to go and make that sale a smoother process. And this is something that you can roll out time and time again and it's something that you know you want to generate a bit of cash well hey let's construct an offer uh, I think there's one thing in business people don't really think very much um, as because we're all busy but spending time thinking about constructing an offer is time well spent in business for a business owner so getting this right will do wonders for your business so it's gonna be a very very valuable session today I hope yeah it's something that We've used as a business here at Fastlane. We used it to construct offer for the card spectacular. Yeah, yeah. And it worked very well. So, without further ado, let's get into the nitty gritty. So, first thing, what is the first thing we need for an <laughs> offer? Well, if you're if you're a card track, you've got to, and for any other business looking at this, first of all, you need to consider where your customer is at. Now, um, carting is very much a want or a desire rather than a need mm. so uh, we need food and water so that's like a need to purchase but um, carting is disposable income it's mm. the desire to do it perhaps uh, we're going to get people writing in there going oh no there's this guy called Fred turns up <laughs> it's it's a need for him <laughs> to go through the oil running through his veins mm. no, but this is very much a um, a want and a desire so we need to understand that within our within any offer we make it's the first step Carting is it's a want, but if there's any other business watching this, work out first of all whether you're a want or need business, it will affect the way the offer's put together. Once we've got that, <laughs> interestingly, we've jotted down, the next thing we jotted down, because we've done a little sort of few notes before mm. this, was price. Yes. That's unusual for us though, isn't it? We would normally be looking at value first, but yeah. price is a sensible place to start yeah. with in this instance. So if you're a cart track, you've got an idea, I think, probably on a range of prices. Mm. And I'm going to make another bold statement. You're probably wrong as well about your prices of what you think is the range of pricing. We'll talk a little bit about that in a second as we go through it. But the first thing you want to be looking at doing is setting an affordable price. Price can be one of those tricky ones. I've been through a number of industries to get to the go-kart industry. Because of my evil ways in the past, I was a management consultant one time. <laughs> Ago, <laughs> so businesses paid me to go and tell them how to run their business, and I, I know it, there were many times there where I got the price wrong, mm -hmm. and the customer would have paid a lot more. Pricing is a key. Well, I think um, so. Amex did a really good uh, American Express. They did a really good study on this back in I think it was two thousand and eleven, and they found that seventy percent of customers would pay 13, so that's 1-3%, mm. just in case you can't get max at 13% more 
providing you get your customer service right. So we think of prices and affordable prices like a very stuck, rigid sort of, you know, oh, people won't pay any more than this. And in fact, I think in one of our previous videos, if you haven't put your prices up for a while, put them up today. Yep. So if you haven't put your prices up for a year, just put them up, just, put, just add to 10%, I think we might have said. But actually, we know from the Amex study that they did is if you get your customer service right, you can put 13% on straight away. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't put your prices up for a year as well, you can add another 10%. So when we start to look at price and you start to understand that there's actually this elasticity, you've probably got quite a bit of headroom that you can go to. But whatever price you settle at, it's going to be something that you think is affordable, but it's probably not where you think it is. So we've probably left you with a little bit of a conundrum. But I want you to be bold and be brave about putting your prices up and deciding what is an affordable price because uh, nobody knows what car carting costs. Only the people into the industry. You ask the, the man in the street, you know, how much is go-karting? They've got no idea. No. I don't know. And, by the way, we've had a couple of pieces of fan mail. Have we? In, in, the, in, in the last week. And how is my mum? <laughs> she sends her love. Excellent. <laughs> One of the guys... Lance from New Zealand, so a, a shout out to you. Hey Lance. And he advised us that he'd looked at his pricing strategy. Oh, cool. And realised that his base entry prices for the corporate bookings um, was too low. And he increased that and put a middle strategy in, which has, which oh, has forced people into that middle strategy, just like we were talking about last week. Oh, this is music to my ears. Yeah, yeah. And our other piece of fan mail yeah. was uh, uh, from Steve over in Ireland. Okay. And he stayed up one night binge-watching our episodes. He came across it. Poor guy. He's going to have nightmares. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but we digress. We digress. So, third thing. Third thing on structuring an offer is it's to be clear on what's included in the offer. Yeah, I think if, uh, as soon as you make any small assumption on behalf of your customer, you, there's a potential problem waiting to happen. In bigger business, uh, in terms of like large sales, you'll see this because people will sell stuff and they forgot to mention that it's all singing or dancing. Somebody spends some money, they come back, they go, I'm gonna reject what I've just bought from you. Because these people over here, they've got, uh, it's in blue. Mm. Oh, do you want it in blue? We do that. Yes, that's the, that's the classic. Yeah. So you just have you can't really assume anything. It has to be spoon fed, and even the obvious. Mm. And I think because people generally, I think probably eighty percent. I'm making the figures up as we go mm. along, but Pareto eighty twenty mm. or eighty percent of people. It's been so long since they've been carting, they can't remember what's included. Yeah, I've got no idea. So you have to remind them. Mm. It's the curse of knowledge, isn't it? Oh, it really is. Yeah. Be very specific on what's included. You know, one, one of those things I hate yeah. is, and, and software suppliers do it all the time, <laughs> it's you've got various packages. Yeah. The first package, yeah. they give you the, the base ingredients. Yeah. And then it's the next package is plus the base ingredients. And it's sort of like, it's so difficult to understand. Maybe that's just me. But see, that's mm. a difficult, uh, so the, we have to be very mm. careful because if we're talking mainly to cart track owners, mm. The, uh, that software is a really good analogy, but because it's a need-based purchase, not a desire-based purchase, they've got, uh, they're in the driving seat, mm. no pun intended. Yeah. 
but because they're in the driving seat, they can get a lot away with a lot more. Mm. Why do we put up with that in software? I do not know. But we have to, mm. don't we, because there's a need. Whereas go-kart tracks in particular, you don't have that luxury. It's uh, very much a desire-led want, and the customer's just mm. looking for uh, an understanding of what they're about to go and hand their money over for. And if you help them with that, they're more likely to hand the money over to you. Yeah. If you make it too difficult, they're going to go bowling. Yeah, yeah. Or they'll go to the restaurant instead. Or back, back to the pub. Yep. Correct. And we'll be able to do that indoors very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Without yes. a substantial meal. So no more scotch eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Next point. We talked before about price. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to talk about something that, that you and I are very passionate about. Show them that the value exceeds the price. Yeah, as soon as you understand that value is appears to be better mm. than the price it's being offered at, the easier your sales are. Mm. It, doesn't have to, it doesn't have to cost anything. I've got a friend of mine who sells bullion coins, would you believe? He charges a premium for the coin, and all he's done is he's put them into a coin case. Yeah. And a coin case costs him like... 80, 90 pence or something mm. like that. And he's charging about six pounds extra for his coins. Mm. In terms of goat carting, what I might think about here is that if you've got a corporate group coming down, so you're taking your clients down to the track mm. to go racing. Yep. The last thing you want is them having to put their hand in their pocket to pay for something. Yep. So the value here could be free gloves, right? So you don't have the stinky cuticles, yeah. and a free bell carver. Yeah. And it's all included in the price. It could be. If you take your clients down there and they sign in, they, and then they're told there, do you have a balaclava? No. Well, you need a balaclava to be able to go and race. Do I? Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, that'll be £3.50. And I know you'll be sitting there going, oh, for fuck's sake. I'm bringing these people out for a ride. I don't want them sticking their hand in the pocket. Now, all of a sudden, you've got to go out over there and go, right, I've got 10 people in. Give me 10 fucking bell gloves and 10 pairs of gloves. Put it in there. So another value there is you could give them, you could take them through the track and show them the correct racing line. That costs zip. Might might cost five, five minutes of track time. Well, you see, if I was taking, and I do take my customers out often, so when I take them out, if you were a kart track and we decided to go kart track that day, if you told me that actually you can sort it, so there's a tab at the bar and that nobody would be left, so they're not waiting for me to come off the track if they feel like they want, they want a drink, that would be immense for me because I know that while I'm racing, my customers are being looked after. Yeah. So to get, uh, so it would be a really good idea of value. It doesn't cost anything to go and set up a tab at the bar mm. and let people spend more money with you. Now, that for me as a customer with corporate clients would be a huge benefit to me that doesn't cost you anything. But the, the value to me, the perception of what that is worth is huge. Mm. So I'm happy to pay more for it as well, even though it's something that's so simple to set up. Yeah, it's caused you no embarrassment. Yeah. It hasn't left my customers high and dry wondering how they're going to get a drink and wait for me and then coming to have to ask mm. me if they can have a drink. Mm. It'd be far easier for me to just say, the bar's over there. Yep. Go and, Go and help yourself. Help yourselves yeah. And we'll, you know, don't worry about it. It's on me. Yeah. Right. The fifth point. Layer your offer. Value first, discount second. <laughs> well, this is true. Mm. 
So we've got two things on there. So laying your offer and value first, discount second is a couple of different things. Mm. So where you are layering offers, you'll see this often in written material in marketing. So this works pretty well if you've got a specific campaign coming together. But yeah. it will also work in your reception area. So if, it, if the top line just says, uh, you know, welcome to XYZ Karting, mm. and underneath it says something like today's special offer is an extra lap on the go-kart track with a, a drink and food voucher, uh, then you start to layer all the offer. Mm. Uh, normal prices <clears throat> would be on our VIP package at £60 a head. Mm. Today it's at £55 a head. What we've done is we've given three or four, and it works very You need more than two. I don't know why, it just works better. But three, Three is usually a good number, isn't it? Three is a, three is a magic number. Mm. I can't remember who sang that, but they were right here wherever it was. But three to five value-led statements that just where people look up and they go, oh, well, that sounds like a good deal. Particularly when they've already made the decision mm. to make a purchase. Really, really smart. So layering the offer is the first thing. Then if you put the discount in mm. at the end would normally cost this. Yeah. It goes to that. Then the person that's just read it understands that there's a huge value to them in, in making this decision. And it's a very easy decision at this point because they've already decided to come karting. Now it's just, what package can I get involved in? And we're increasing average customer value. Well, we are. We talked about it in the other mm, video, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The thing that really upsets me, and I've had one of the, I've had this the second time I had a text in a couple of weeks of filming. Mm. It's uh, XYZ track, 10% off this weekend. And it's like, they've not led with value. They've led with a discount price. There's no reason for it. Never, ever give a discount without a reason. I feel like shouting at the screen in a second. But I'm just... I'm fortunate or no, they're fortunate I'm not their business coach currently because I'll be having some serious words because that offer doesn't work mm. and if it does work they've just thrown money down the drain but it hasn't increased the customer experience as well. Nobody's winning that offer so why people do it I do not know but if you're a karting track in particular and you're using that mm. as a model please stop or at least have a chat with us so we can go and sort it out and explain why that's not a smart idea. I, I was talking to a track that recently opened up. They've been running for for a couple of weeks now. Their weekends are booming. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, weekdays are slow, but they're busier than normal. So the interest is there already. Yep. It's, it's not like you have to attract them with a price off. If anything, add value, layer that. Yeah, well, there's a couple of things in there. So, the, so my questioning, questions around that would be, if you're busy at the weekend and it's mm. quiet in the midweek, it could be a price decision, and that, that would be a common way, I think, for people to try and fill up that spot. It's cheaper mm. to race on a, a, a Monday at 6 p.m. I might be able to actually sell it for a higher price because I don't know where the customer is at at the moment, and we've always got to meet the customer where they're at in every mm. situation. Now, if I speak to a few of my customers, and I say, why don't I see you in the middle of the week? Mm. And they say, oh, because I work till six and then I've mm. got to get home and then I haven't eaten and then I've and then just the thought of getting into a go-kart and coming back at home, it's just hassle. I might just say, we'll cook for you. How about we'll do it for slightly less than the takeaways do mm. on a Friday night down the road, but you can come out on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and we will do it for less price than it cost you for your normal takeaway at the weekend. You can get that at a higher price. There's normally nice margins in food so again a value proposition that understands the customer 
now allows them to come straight from work to the track to have their food and not have to worry about how they're going to fit everything into their evening. Let's make it simple for mm -hmm. them. That would be a really cool, cool offer. All right, well, that's it from us for this week. We'll see you again we'll soon. We'll see you again soon. Cheers. Ciao.